Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Wednesday, September 6, 2023. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in the chapter of Vision for You. We are on page 152, the second paragraph that starts with, yes, there is a substitute, and it is vastly more than that. Just going through that one paragraph ending in, thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. Unpacking all that is in that paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks everyone for your service, Reva P., Vanessa G., 12 Steps, Joni C., 12 Traditions, Maria H., Janice P.M. will be doing announcements, the newcomer greeter, Anne-Marie M., and the host for the awesome second unrecorded hour, Ramona A. Yesterday's reference numbers for Tuesday, September 5th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 20,599. That's 20599. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday, 20,600. That's 20600. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Joni. I think I'm supposed to read the traditions. So what, Maria H. is doing the 12 steps? Did I have that reversed? Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, Maria H., if you're there, could you please read the 12 steps? I can, yes. Uh, Maria H. here in Georgia. Uh, The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of things. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you so much, Maria H. Okay, so we now are going to have Joni C. read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni C. uh, recovering in Minnesota from overeating. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain ever, should forever, should remain ever, forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Joni T. All right, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We're in the chapter of vision for you. We're on page 152 on the second paragraph. I'm now going to ask Reva P to get us started. Go ahead, Reva, can't wait. Good morning, this is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Yes, there is a substitute and it is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your life, of, exist of your existence, lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship and so will you. Wow. Uh, I love these kinds of paragraphs. Yes. It reminds me of the sentence, um, there is a solution. And when I first read this book, I hung on to that hope. Yes, there is a substitute and vastly so much more, so much more. So what's the question? How am I going to survive without my alcoholic foods, ingredients and behaviors? Um, is there a substitute? Am I just going to be this boring person going into church basements and levitating? Um, and I love the contrast between the page right before that tells me I'm not like a normal eater and I don't get the release from care, boredom and worry um, by overeating and binging. It doesn't work for me. And I end up in the terror, bewilderment, frustration and despair. Um, so substitute, the substitute is the steps, the program that takes me to my higher power. But where am I doing the steps? Um, what is like the support that helps me, um, propels me, you know, in, with the steps and the work um, that takes me to this power? It's in the fellowship. So I find the solution in the fellowship, but it's not the fellowship that does the transformation. But I need to be in the fellowship. Um, to help me, you know, work that solution. Um, and I love this business of release, which implies to me that I've been held back. I've been sort of tied up and, and that's how it felt with the food. After my brief seconds of what I thought was release, I had the illusion of release, like that, ah, oh, you know, um, I was really in bondage. And you know what else? It tells me that my imagination will be fired, which reminds me that the bigger bondage is with my thinking and in my mind. Um, and even when the food's down, if I'm not working these steps and staying unblocked, I can still be in bondage to old beliefs, um, which drive old words and behaviors. Um, and life meaning something at last, you know, I have purpose, I have usefulness, I'm uniquely qualified to carry this message. It was not on my resume or five-year plan, but this is something that it tells me I'm uniquely qualified to do. And the most 
satisfactory years of my existence. And I can honestly say that the things have ha- that have happened to me in recovery, um, I never ever could have imagined living that kind of life. Um, so I love this answer. Yes, yes, like so much hope. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Reva P, for getting us started. And uh, we're going to take names and uh, people that would like to share. Just a friendly reminder that although we value your experience, strength, and hope, um, we'd like to have everyone have an opportunity to share their experience, strength, and hope. So if you shared in the last, uh, last, let's see, yesterday, Tuesday, and Monday, we ask that you step aside and allow others to share as well. So who would like to share on what was read? Tina S. from Boston. Catherine S. Janice S. Catherine S. Nancy P. Okay, hold on a second. I've only got a a lot of people came in. I got Katie G. I got Nancy P. I got Ken, somebody, I think, Ken. And that's all I got. So, um, Tina S. again. Tina S. Roz G. Rick J. Okay. Ross G, Rick J. Okay, gotcha. Heard you guys. Okay. Janice S. Janice S. Who was that last person? Jim S. Jim. Jim S. And yeah, Ken. I think it was Ken H. Okay, let's stop there. All right, so I've got Katie G, Nancy P. Ken H, Tina S, Ross G, Rick J, Janice S, and Jim H, I think. Okay. All right. Let's get things rolling. Katie G, please go ahead. Good morning, Amy. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. So much wonderful stuff. You know, um, I heard recently that, um, you know, there's the fellowship of the spirit and the spirit of the fellowship. And we talk about... Fellowship of the Spirit, capital F, capital S, on page 164. And the Fellowship of the Spirit is um, the fellowship that is living together in the common solution. And fellowship literally means friendly feeling that exists between people with a shared interest. When I first came into OA, um, I really wanted to have BFFs. I wanted to be the most popular person in OA. And um, I wasn't living in the solution. I was living really just trying to starve myself and be the thinnest girl in the room. You know, and today, because of the words of Alcoholics Anonymous, I live with the fellowship of the spirit. And we have one common solution, and that one solution is God. Um, And that's just incredible. I love that we use the word release. um, And to me, release is freedom. And in the food I got a sense of ease and comfort that comes at once by taking that first bite. You know, I don't want ease and comfort anymore. I want freedom. And freedom means I have freedom from the scale today. Freedom means that I know that I can go anywhere and do anything with anyone at any time and not be scared about eating or not eating. And then I'm just going to tell you, I, I know that I'm not supposed to say this, but I love this fellowship. I love I love my sisters and, and my brothers in this room. And the reason I'm so in love with all of you is because um, is because God works through you. Even this morning, I had um, two instances in which a sister of mine um, said things, and I just know it was God working through her. 
you know, I didn't come in here wanting God. I didn't come in here understanding God. But let me tell you how I found God. I found God through all of you. And um, there's a woman on this line who used to sponsor me. And I remember when I was trying to get pregnant for years and years, and I said to her one morning, I was like, what, what is faith? I don't understand what you guys are asking me to do. And she said, it's just action after action after action. You know, and now I have a purpose. I never knew how people woke up in the morning and knew what they were supposed to do. You know, and on the days that my life has been completely terrible and scary and I've gotten to give back, like, you guys have helped me grow up. I came into the room 27 years old going on six. I didn't know how to show up. I didn't know how to serve others. I didn't know how to say please or thank you. And you all have taught me. And how about friendliness? Like when I go to the Vision for You conference and I'm with all of you, you just love on me. And that is okay. We have love and we have an informa- we have information for each other and we get to continue doing this together in the solution today. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Katie G. All right, Nancy P. followed by Ken P. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning. Um, thank you for letting me share Nancy P. Recovered in Western Massachusetts. So um, I don't I don't want a substitute. You know, I just remember substitute teachers when I was in middle school or even high school. You know, I made mincemeat out of those people. And if I had to have a new knee or a new hip, I would not want a substitute hip or knee. I would want to know that it was always going to work no matter what. And, um, you know, substitutes, in my opinion, my experience, are a pale um, shadow of what the real thing is. But (laughs) what does the book say? Vastly different. Vastly. That means unfathomably bigger. And so that what I have, instead of a, a pale substitute, is this, you know, cornerstone. You know, my cornerstone's been set in place and no lady vicissitude has shaken it. Um, and, you know, I was lucky that, you know, I, in in the first 40-ish years of this, of my um, presence in OA, my membership in OA, my attitude was, leave me alone, get away from me. I don't want you near me. And everybody said, no problem. I had like two friends. And you'd think, or I would have thought <laughs> myself, that I would have like a million friends because I had been in for so long and it, I knew so many people through, you know, family and just my presence. But I didn't know anybody. I didn't want to know anybody. And everybody stayed away from me because that's the way that I wanted it. But when I was ready, when I decided that I needed to get better because I was, you know, bruised, broken, battered, and bashed, you know, broken and trembling, um, and I came back and I said, please help me. Everybody rushed in like the tide. Everybody welcomed me and um, and made me feel like I mattered. And, you know, I did think, I just went through this with a sponsee yesterday, I did think that being recovered meant that I had to be, you know, a Bible-thumping zealot writhing on the floor, foaming at the mouth, speaking in tongues at some tent revival. And um, and that I was going to be boring and ugly, <laughs> you know, like that just spoke to me. Wear ugly clothes and be boring and awful. And um, I don't feel that way. I might be boring and awful, but I don't feel that way. And um, same thing as there's no cure, but I feel cured. And um, what if something could cure me? What would it be? Working with other people. This fellowship 
fellowshipping is what I call it, is an elixir, you know, like the beautiful princess wants you know, wants to have a baby and goes into the woods to see the old crow. And she says, I need to have a baby to make my husband happy. And she says, drink this elixir and it'll, you know, you'll have a baby. And an elixir is something that has magical healing properties. And my personal actual experience with this, you know, with doing the work and going through has been that other people have saved me. Other people have been there for me. And I feel I'm not, I'm, I'll wrap up. I'm agnostic, but whatever it is that takes care of me, I feel its presence most acutely when I'm working with other people. And I'm more on fire today than I ever was when I first put the food down. And my life is filled with joy and light and everybody else's can be too. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. And now we have Ken P. Please go ahead. Followed by Tina F. Go ahead, Ken. Ken, I can't hear you. Press star one to unmute. This is Ian F. I don't know if this happened, but you said Ken a couple times after I said my name. <laughs> I don't know if that's that rings true. Um, I thought it was Ken P. Uh, all right, but Ian, please go. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Ian, please go ahead. I, I see what happened. Our little birdie just told me. So go ahead, Ian. Go ahead. <laughs> Beautiful. Sorry for the confusion. All right, my name is no. Ian F. Calling out of Louisville, Kentucky. Very grateful to be here. Also a reader. Um, I I had a little a little evil laugh moment when I when I realized that this was what we were reading because it just feels like where my life is today. Um. It makes me think about, you know, when I, every time that I'm reminded of what it was like to eat the food, the first thing that I think about is, is how when I when I put something in my body, you, you I get that feeling that washes through me. It's going to be okay, you know. And it only lasts like five seconds at max, but that's how it felt. That's the that's the effect that I chased when I was in the food, and that's why I ate so much of it because I never felt okay. And I needed to feel okay, you know, and everybody needs that in some way, right? Even people who aren't addicts. But for me, when I came in here, I was terrified that I would never feel okay again, you know, even though I did not feel okay and hadn't for some time. But, you know, when it says there's a substitute and vastly more than that, what the fellowship brings me and what this program brings me is, I have that feeling of being okay, but it's no longer conditional. It's just there. You know, when I'm working my program, and that does mean going to meetings, and that does mean working with people, and it means waking up every morning and just trusting in whatever higher power I've developed a relationship with, this, this substitute is, is faith and it's fellowship. I have people that I know understand me. I know that I'm not alone because I'm around here and I'm hearing you guys talk and I'm hearing you guys say things that nobody else anywhere else says, you know, and I hear my story every day and I'm reminded who I am of every day. Life means something because I know that I'm not alone, you know, thus we find the fellowship, like, I don't relate to a lot of you guys in a lot of different ways. Demographically, I mean, I just, but when I hear you guys speak, 
I never feel more understood than I do in these rooms. And that's a real joy. Um, that's all I have to share. I'll pass. What do you guys? All right. Thank you so much, Ian. Ian F. Sorry, my hearing seems to be a little off today. Uh, just a friendly reminder, everyone, we're on page 152. We are on the second paragraph, unpacking that paragraph only. And we're going to keep rolling along here with Tina F. followed by Roz G. Pretty sure I got Tina right, but <laughs> see how we go. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, uh, Amy. Yes, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. Wonderful shares. You know, I'm so grateful to be on the line, so grateful to be a part of this fellowship. You know, Spirit of the Fellowship is Fellowship of the Spirit, which I love was shared also. You know, um, it's it's interesting. And, and, you know, maybe it's not interesting. You know, it's just, it's phenomenal and more so than interesting, you know. And I love that it talks about, you know, what what are they saying? Yes, there's a substitute. A substitute for what? You know, for what I was like before I got here, for sure. And it was just shared. I get so reminded so many times, and, and I'm so grateful for that. Because if it weren't for that, you know, I wouldn't be appreciative or grateful for what I've got today. You know, from where, how do, you know, I, I hear people talk about it all the time. How do we get here from there? You know, how do we get here from there? You know, one of the things for me is is the fellowship is the fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous, in Overeaters Anonymous. And I love that it was also shared. You know, that's not where the transformation comes about. You know, the solution is in, solution is in the 12 steps. But where I find that is from hearing it from the people in the fellowship, the people that are around that are saying, or, or not even saying, just being the transformation in their lives was just an example for me. You know, and, and I love that it also says your imagination will be fired. I'm on fire today. You know, I'm excited. You know, I want to do this thing. You know, especially when we read paragraphs like this. I go, okay, let's go. Let's go, you know. And, and it, you know, everybody just shared so much of what I wanted to say. There isn't really much that I can add. But the most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Wow. What a gift. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward. If it lies ahead, look out because I have a life today beyond my wildest dreams. So if the satisfactory years of my life, if my existence lie ahead, I'm I'm ready. Let's do it, you know. And I'm really grateful. I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of the shares. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Tina S. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All righty. Roz G., you are up. Let's keep it going. Okay. Thank you very, thank you very much, Amy. Good morning. Uh, my name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, which is in the county of Los Angeles. And when I walked into my very first OA meeting in January of 2002 in a Lutheran church, uh, like on the, in the side room, child care room, uh, with two, three other ladies in there, on uh, a kind of quiet kind of kind of a thing, I had no clue <laughs> the roller coaster ride that was going to be ahead of me. I just came in there pissed off and upset and angry because I was fat and my sisters were thin and I couldn't lose weight. And, you know, I I had no clue what kind of life that the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous would give me. And, because, and, and it, it is because... I kept coming back. 
they said, keep coming back. It, you're, you know, it's worth it, and you're worth it. And we, we stood in that circle, said that serenity prayer, and, you know, we don't hear the keep coming back so much uh, in this meeting, and that's okay. Um, but it's it's a great way to, 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 to say to, to a newcomer, to just keep coming back. You'll see. Don't leave until the miracle happens. And it is so true. I am never bored. What, you know, if I really, if I think about it, I'm never bored. I always have something to do, whether it's in this fellowship or it's in my life, because Overeaters Anonymous has given me a life. You know, I, one of my, I don't know if you want to call it a character defect, but, you know, addictions or whatever, it's fantasy, fantasizing about what could be. Overeaters Anonymous, the 12-step recovery, has taught me how to live in reality, not fantasy. And reality, for me, is great. You know, I didn't want reality because it sucked so much. And today, I don't have to fantasize because I have so many amazing things that I would have never dreamed possible because I've worked this program. And satisfactory years uh i you know i don't like it but i turned 60 last week and people you know this page and other people in meetings remind me Roz, the most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead and you know just in my life i have so many friends in this program i've traveled uh all over the place um in my private life and then in oa where the, there's, 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 there's conventions to go to, people to meet, and then friends on the side, you know, traveling to, to go see theater shows with them. Oh, I hear the thing. Okay, I'm just so excited. So let me wrap up by saying mm-hmm. this fellowship has found me, and it has been a wonderful way, and I'm not giving it up for anything. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob G. Okay, Rick J., followed by Janice S. Go ahead, Rick. Uh, good morning, Amy. Thanks so much for your service. This is and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina, and it's been an amazing journey for me, and it's been an amazing journey with all of you wonderful people who I've connected with over the years, and, and it is a connection. You know, my my abstinence, my recovery is not contingent upon connection completely, but without the connection I have with you, I would not be where I am right now. And, you know, coming through uh, cancer and, um, you know, having that behind me and coming through so many um, difficult situations, you know, with my daughter and just life, you know, um, and having all you wonderful people there, a part of my life has been a gift beyond measure. You know, I started listening to Vision, you know, it's probably like, six, seven years ago, and when I started uh, reaching out to the people I would hear on the line, I would hear someone share, and then I'd race over to the, uh, you know, to the website, to the member list, and, and, you know, find the number and call, and I started doing that, and someone who shared this morning was the very first person that I ever called and connected with, and, and this began this journey for me that I need connection. I do. And I recommitted to uh, my food plan 
back in July and, uh, you know, and just am so grateful that I didn't have to go face down in, in the food and, you know, and, and get into sugar, you know, but it was with the help of the voices in my life, you know, about complete honesty. And I realized that I had not been entirely honest. And, um, you know, that was the part that was like, I wanted to be with, with you in that. Right. And, uh, you know, and I would blame all kinds of things and I had all kinds of wonderful, you know, excuses and justifications for not being, um, entirely on my food plan. You know, I, I blamed a lot of stuff on chemo. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, it doesn't matter if, if I don't have a foundation of honesty and 100% abstinence, then that foundation erodes. But I've always had a connection with my higher power, a deep love of the God of my understanding. I am so grateful that I set aside, you know, my, my feelings of, of doubt and, and feeling agnostic long ago, because I just suddenly realized that if God could be anything I needed to be, then I can choose it to be something I believe in. And so I did. And your voices made that possible. The hours that I have spent talking with all of you who I have talked with on the line, you know, have transformed okay. me. And I'm just so for all of you, and I love you all. Thank you. Without a pass. Thanks so much, Rick J. All right, Janice S., followed by uh, Jim S., I think. Good morning. I'm Janice S. Uh, from the Middle Tennessee area, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, this morning, when I opened the book and read this paragraph, I just got um, excited, uh, abundantly excited, and right away, I knew that I wanted to share, and I haven't shared in a while, but this, these 58 words um, kind of sum up how my life is today, and it's just, you know, it's just overwhelmingly peaceful. Um, serenity is abundance. The words in here that the 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 thing I heard that the first thing that really popped out is my imagination will be fired. Well, my imagination was very very good. I don't know why I needed to fire it, but I was going to be the next Zig Ziglar in my imagination. Now, in my early in my career, my company I worked for had us listen to Zig Ziglar all the time, and I thought he was just right up there with you know, bread. I just thought he was the greatest thing, and I thought I could be Zig Ziglar. In this program, I get to be Zig Ziglar every time I walk out my door because in the 12th step, I practice these principles and all my affairs, so I'm able to share my joy, my, my, my fire, my enthusiasm, and, and it's just it's a way of life I would have never, ever thought I could have had. I, I, I am released from care, boredom, and worry. I, you know, I worried about everything. I didn't know that I worried. I guess I didn't know the definition of worry. But every little thing that came up, I worried about it. Things that weren't even for me to worry about, that weren't none of my business I worried about. I don't do that anymore. I, I, let me rephrase that. I don't do that nearly as bad. I have to catch myself sometimes. The most satisfactory years of my existence lie ahead. I mean, what else do we need to hear? 
the best is yet to come. There's a saying when God shuts a door, he opens a window. In my mind, that's really good for me because I have a lot more windows than I have doors. The fellowship. It's, it's like someone shared earlier. Just getting on this line, and I don't see your faces. If I saw you on the street, I probably wouldn't recognize you. But when I hear you on this call and you share what you share, you're sharing me and I'm sharing you and we have a bond somehow. And it's just really hard to explain. The last thing I want to share is when it happens, it's so subtle. It's like when you have a headache and you take something for your headache and you forget about it. That night you're like, oh, I had a headache today. When when did it go away? I have no idea. It just went away. I can't tell you what time it stopped. I can't tell you exactly what time that it came about, but it does happen, and it will happen for you. I'm so grateful to be here, and thank you all for being here. With that, I pass. Thank you, Janice S. Uh, uh, Well, before we take uh, Jim here, just want to remind everyone we're on page 152, the second paragraph. Yes, there is a substitute. Um, and after Jim, we're going to take a few more names. So get ready. Go ahead, Jim. You're up. Jim S. in Toledo. Morning. You hear me? I can. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, I had something amazing happen yesterday. Um, I get attacked, spiritually attacked, and and I. Don't know what to do when it happens. I get um, paranoid. Um, anyway, this was going on yesterday, and I started to binge. And um, I got to a certain point. I said, "No, I can't go on anymore. I can't binge anymore." So I stopped. And then I renewed my relationship with my higher power. I was in worship and um, made my connection and went to a meeting last night and um, was very strong um, because my my higher power is stronger than anything. And um, the one thing I'm learning is, you know, it's not about um, connecting with the person with the most time or the most um, eloquent um, way they share it's just another um, alcoholic and, and it can be just a regular alcoholic but um, anyway I'm finding that some of the most humble people come to my aid and and that's something that's never happened before so um, I stopped binging renewed my connection with my higher power and I went forward and um, it's given me strength to deal with my situation at home because if I don't I have have an enabler in my house she comes at me uh, with alcoholic food or items that I'm not really supposed to be involved with but when I renew my connection with my higher power. It gives me strength to go forward. 
And I'm so glad for that. So with all that, I'll just pass. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Okay. So we are going to take probably four, maybe five names. Uh, so who would like to share uh, on what was read? Larry K. Ken W.H. Kathy S. Kathy S. Marion H. Ross M. Loretta H. Marion H. Ross M. Loretta. I think we got a hold here, folks. I'm not sure. We'll see if we can get you in, Loretta. But I've got Larry K., Ken W. H., Kathy S., Maria H., Russ M., Loretta H. We'll see how we go. All right, Larry, you're up. Please go ahead. Okay, Russ. Okay, thanks so much, Amy. I'm, hi, everyone. I'm Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from uh, from Chicago. You know, here, here's what this fellowship is comprised of for me um, today. It's we're, we're really a steady stream of a bunch of wounded people that get to help, by the grace of God, get to help other wounded people. And, um, and, and it's interesting how God uses uh, wounded, hurt people who have been brought to their knees to help others. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty extraordinary thing. And um, because, you know, those who have experienced pain and wounds and, and healing and transcendence, they play such a huge role. You've played such a huge role in my recovery. And because I can relate to you, you've gone through similar struggles. You have your own narrative. you got yours, I got mine. But there's purpose and meaning in, in pain. And, you know, nobody gets here on a winning streak, right? We all got here on a, on a losing streak of some kind, some, some lower bottom than, than, than others, but, but, but a losing streak nonetheless. None of us got here in this fellowship, you know, where everything was going terrific. You know, no, things were going really difficult. And, you know, for me, God takes these sort of uh, broken pieces of our hearts and molds them into a like a mender's uh, toolkit, really. And, and the hurt and healing within us become instruments, you know, that we can use to mend the wounds of others. Now, God does that, but God uses us. Make no mistake about it. I'm sure this, that God uses that. And, and then it, this, this is what forms the beautiful tapestry of this fellowship, and it's a beautiful fellowship. And uh, we're like a bunch of lighthouses. It's like, it's like all these lighthouses in the night, and wounded, these wounded people are guiding and supporting each other through stormy seas, you know, and their shared experiences of pain and healing in this disease, all the things that this disease did to us, they become beacons of hope. And that's what makes this fellowship so extraordinary is as beacons of hope, we can offer a solace to people who are suffering. That's an extraordinary thing. That's what makes this fellowship so special. That's what lights me up this morning. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Larry Kay. All right, Ken W.H., you're up, followed by Kathy S. Thank you, Amy. This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> lots of promises in this short paragraph, more promises, and I'm grateful for them. Um, the uh, the substitute and uh, issue and fellowship 
um, can be a little confusing, but for me, um, what what keeps me abstinent, what keeps me on the path is a relationship, first of all, with the God of my understanding. And I have relationships within the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, where I actually uh, have personal connection with individuals. Um, and that's, again, relationship made possible through fellowship. In other words, being together. Um, I'm convinced there's, there is no substitute for actual presence, being present too. And that's the way I experience the God of my understanding, as a presence. Uh, there's no substitute for that, period. Uh, the presence of God in my life is the single most important factor in my recovery. Um, and presence is, uh, my goodness, means so much more than than just uh, thinking about, caring for, uh, imagining, or even talking on the phone. Um, I, I spend time in the prison uh, now and then to, to be with men who are left alone and live in loneliness. And I can say and uh, send in lots of different things if I wish, but there's nothing more uh, significant to them than my going in there and just being present, just sitting down and listening. Um, that's the way it works for me with this program. When people just simply be present to me. Uh, they don't have to have an answer. They don't need to, to, to espouse anything in particular. They just need to be here. Um, and that's what I get from uh, the relationships that have developed uh, from this fellowship. And um, I just thank you so much for that blessing. Pass. Thank you so much, Ken W H. All right, Kathy S. Followed by Maria Maria H. So Kathy S, you're up. Please go ahead. Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy S. Recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And um, what really stands out for me is, uh, first of all, in the last paragraph, this was often the reason why I would mentally my mental obsession that would tell me you are boring. You're like a dead weight. So in order to fit in, in order to have fun, you've got to drink and eat like everybody else. And my truth was I never could eat and drink like everybody else. It took me, I that connection with food was always the biggest lie. And this word substitute, you know, have you a sufficient substitute was the question. And the answer in this paragraph today not only is there, yes, there's a substitute for that. It's vastly more than that. The irony of this, what this program has taught me, was that I had been seeking the substitutes this whole time, and they were never enough. It brought me back to the real thing, the real source of ease and comfort, the real source of security, the real source of my sense of value. It all comes from God. And this fellowship first taught me this sense of intimacy and love that I was, I was understood all, you know, just this feeling like everybody has shared, you know, this feeling that I, I'm alone 
and then to hear the stories and all the me too. I mean, that's just basically another word for this fellowship. <laughs> I feel like every time I share a tenth step, um, it's nothing new. And and I I just I always get turned right back around to God, the one thing that I really need, because that's the original. And when I am brought home there, I am lifted up to this spiritual connection into a life that that really does mean something i have a sense of creativity i have a sense of connection i i have a sense of security that money and approval and food could never ever do for me and um so yeah this vastly more than that um we're getting back to original source and and i could have i couldn't do that and until um, I fell into and really embraced into this fellowship, into the loving arms of my fellows. And this is a we program. And it was outreach calls that really transformed my program this time around. Um, and so I thank you all, you all of you, because I learn every day and uh, I just feel so much a part of it's this sense of unity that is so godlike. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Kathy S. Now we have uh, it's Maria H. I think it was. Did I get that right, Maria? No, Marianne. Marianne, sorry. Oh, my hearing's off today. Please go ahead, Marianne. Hi, good morning. This is Marianne H. from Florida. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. I have been in the vision from the very beginning, and I have been in a way for a very long time and up and down with my weight, isolating. I have a sponsor once again, and I'm in recovery, and I'm totally grateful to to God and to this amazing vision program that I love and call my home meeting. And uh, I know that the only way I'm going to be recovered if I get out of my isolation, keep doing reading the book, working this, the, with my sponsor and uh, just have a different life, not not the isolating life that I led for many, many years. And uh, the food is, is not, it, the food became my enemy. I mean, you eat to survive. You eat uh, three times a day because you have to eat. And sugar is, completely out of my system. I'm so grateful for that. And I just have to keep talking to God so he could help me not to isolate because that's still my biggest problem. I am in the on the list, so I really would appreciate calls. And I know that the phone has two ends and I need to make calls because that's where my recovery is. And I do have a wonderful sponsor. And... Uh, I'm just totally grateful that I'm willing to finally, you know, be work this program, prob, uh, this program, and I have a different life because of it. Because if I isolate, then I'm just with myself, and that's been always my biggest problem. And food is not food, and television is not my answer. Getting out there, meeting people, and talking to God every day, and weighing and measuring my food at home. And, and just the whole different life. And I'm so, so grateful to everyone's share. 
and for the vision and for God. And and I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. Everyone have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you, Marianne H. Okay, we have a little, about four minutes or so, four and a half minutes. Russ and Loretta, if you guys want to split the time, that would be great. Russ, go ahead. You're up. Good morning, Aim. Russ Sam, recovered compulsive overeater, Northtown, PA. So about nine years before uh, I came into program, I was 12-step, and I looked at my buddy who was a crack addict and got free. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to have no restrictions on my life. If I go into this mess, into this 12-step program, I'm not going to be able to live my life. It's going to be mundane. It's going to be painful. And now, look, almost seven years, seven years I'm coming up on, right? God willing. My life has opened up so huge. I just working a couple. I really didn't do too much. I was just so screwed up. I'm such a junkie that I had no other option. I just did what I was told. And now I have my purpose in life. I pray that the best years are ahead of me. I got work I got to get done. You know, I got to write music. I got to get to, we got to, I got to get to the people. This passage opened, just opened my head up. I was so resistant and cynical. No more. Through God's grace and mercy, I've been free, but I also know what I'm supposed to be doing until I get where I need to get off this earth. Because of this program and God's grace and mercy, that I know who Russell Montabano is now, that I can serve others through the goodness, through the junk of life, through the greatness of life. And uh, I'd be nowhere without this program. And you know what? People say what they want. This meeting in particular saved my life. If you want to argue about it, you got my number. Because God was revealed to me. Thank you. I love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you, Russ. All right, Loretta H. We got about a little less than two minutes. Go for it, girl. Hi, Amy. Thanks all. Along with my precious God, you are saving my life, Loretta H. Recovered in North Carolina. Oh my God! All the people on the firing line that have just spoken, and that's what this paragraph reminds me of is that that fire that we have is because we're on the fire line with the facts. We are products of the darkness and the light. And this is where it will save your life. Yesterday, I did a fifth step, another one. And Tuesday, I was able to take two fifth steps. And yesterday, when I did my hour, oh, my God, could I feel God. And, you know, there's a lot of references to burning in the book, burn the idea that any man can get well regardless of anyone. And um, that's how where I found God. But I need you all as a reminder, you know, for all the burns, you know, recoiling from a hot flame, uh, just uh, that I am on fire, but I can be on fire when I'm in the disease, and that is where I don't want to be on fire because I burn my house down. So with God's grace and mercy, this program works. This program is where it's at. This program, it says on 158, when he found himself, he found God. That's I found God, and today I'm a recovered recovered 
woman just for today because I have him on my heart and I've got you guys on my heart along with him to save my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you all and have an abundant, beautiful day. Thank you so much, Loretta. All righty. What a great meeting. Um, Thanks to everyone who was shared, and thank you to our readers and Team Wednesday. What a just a fantastic meeting. I'm on fire, people. Thank you. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following uh, another awesome unrecorded hour. The share ID for today, Wednesday, September 6, 2023, is 20,606. That's 20606. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Vanessa G., will you please read that for us? Sure. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. This is Vanessa G. I'm recovered in New Mexico. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We relax. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.